Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey everyone, again, an exciting show. It is Monday, starting off our expert series. And you know, it, uh, we started off with Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How are you, Michael? I'm doing really well, man. I've been looking forward to this call since about Friday at 7 a.m., right? When we got that <laughs> shocking, uh, un- or actually uh, that, that shocking employment number. I have never yeah. seen everybody get it wrong by that much, right? The street number was negative 8 million jobs, meaning lost, right? We would see a print of 19 or 20% unemployment rate. And bingo, bango, we added 2.5 million jobs and the unemployment went to 13.3. So it went down, call it a point and a half. Yeah. What, what, what did you do when you saw that number? Because I, I had to go check a couple <laughs> of sources because I was like, is this fake news? Is somebody playing me? You know, I'm just curious if there's something that went wrong, some kind of a snafu, something, something wrong. I mean, I know we've had a lot of a lot of people reopening the last couple of weeks, a lot of people getting back to work in, in a lot of sectors. But is it really two million? You know, I guess it is, you know, but there, there's been a lot of reopening over the last you know, four weeks. Yeah, I think I think, again, I th- as I said a couple of times over the weekend, people should stop arguing the number because any data point, any statistic, right, there lies, damn lies in statistics, right? That's an old saying. Uh, so what I look for is the trend in what I call last Friday is it's an inflection point. The, mm-hmm. new, the news gets better from here. And then I ask myself, shoot, what happened to that 33-day uh, bear market, which is now over? Um, what happens in real estate? Because again, the forbearance, I don't know if you saw this, but forbearance requests went negative, mm-hmm. right? It's not, it's not exploding. Like two weeks ago, it went up 7,000. So it came way down. And then last Friday, it was down like 34,000, like went negative again. So, I mean, all signs are the economy is opening up, right? We, we went on an unnatural tightening cycle. Lots of the country opened up. You know, Georgia was first. We celebrate what Georgia did to lead the way. Others followed. And what's really happening now is New York opens today. Phase one in yeah. New York. California, yeah. I think, was Friday. Um, so now yeah. you've got the big states who really have population and jobs. And, man, that could really lead to a huge number in June, right, when we, re- we report the June number. Yeah, yeah, that's that's you know that's a lot of people in, in just those couple of states right there. There could be another couple of million, you know, going back to work here in the next week or so. So mm-hmm. that's that's great. It's encouraging. You know, Wall Street's off to the races. Um, you know, we're getting back open. Hopefully, you know, the reports are New Zealand says we've eliminated the virus. You know, the Asian countries are that. saying that they've you know eliminated it. We're seeing these protests everywhere in the gatherings, and we're not seeing you know too early yet. We're not seeing a huge surge of hospitalization. We're going to see cases surge. Okay. So that doesn't concern me, right? If you got tested, if I got tested, it probably show we had it, have it, whatever. But you know, the real metric is hospitalizations and deaths. I mean, that's yes. what you really got to focus on to see what kind of problem do you really have? Um, so it will be interesting just to see what the effects of all of this, you know, all these gatherings have on that and the spike and, uh, and whether or not this is a seasonal thing, if we've gotten through it, gotten past it. So, you know, if, 
we've gotten past and gotten through it, we don't have a huge surge and we don't have any big issues, I mean, we're going to be off to the races. You know, people will get more and more comfortable going back, you know, getting out. The things that are still going to lag are going to be, you know, international travel, of course, the airline industry. A lot of people are still not wanting, wanting to get on a plane. People are, you know, for this summer especially, you know, um, we're going to see people getting in their cars and driving. So that's great because that's going to spur economic recovery in this country. Yes. You know, which, is, which is what we need. Now, I'm, I'm a global guy and I feel bad for everybody who's losing their tourism particularly from the United States, especially, you know, like Italy, you know, uh, all these other countries that rely on us going over there. It ain't happening this summer. You know, I don't, I don't see that coming back. Um, so people are going to travel inside the United States, and that's going to help. You know, that's going to put a lot of money back to work, a lot of people back to work for those jobs. Uh, as you know, I spend a good part of my time on the Outer Banks of North Carolina, which is a summer vacation destination, all short-term vacation rentals. They were shut down completely. Mm-hmm. There's only two ways in and out, and both of them were locked down for a couple of months. They just opened back up mid-May, mm-hmm. and they're off to the races. I mean, they're running summertime occupancies right now in early June that you wow. normally don't see till late June, early July, because schools are out. Yeah. So normally schools aren't out till you know, late to, you know, mid to late June. Uh, in most areas of the Northeast that travel down there, since New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, um, Virginia, that's who goes to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Problem is, <laughs> those are hot spots, you know, where everybody's traveling. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. So that's the good news. I think as long as this thing subsides and stays um, stays under control and we don't get a huge surge in hospital, hospitalizations and deaths, we don't have a huge, you know, flare up, then I think we're going to continue to see more and more and more open up. People get more and more comfortable going out and getting back. Um, as soon as masks can, can come off uh, in these, you know, restaurants and, and hotels and movie theaters, you know, people will get back to the movies. I know for me, I used to go to the movies every single weekend, sometimes twice. Um, I'm not going to a movie theater with a mask on. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not worried about anything. I just, that's not a comfortable environment for me to go see a movie. I'd rather stay home. Yeah, no, I agree. The thing for me, right, because I've been asking, I've been thinking all weekend, like, again, I think Friday will go down is the day that things got better, right? It's a flexion point off the bottom. But again, I'm the residential guy, right? So I'm like, okay, what happens? And mm-hmm. what I'm going to be looking for over the next three to four weeks, pretty much, let's call it June, is do we finally get a wave of listings, right? The residential market is beyond restrictive right now, right? Where nationally, I think the number is about 1 million, maybe 1.05 where we usually are at 1.3 or 1.4 active listings, right? We're just way mm-hmm. low. And we've been low for months, pretty much all year. So if, if we are off to the races in real estate, residential real estate, we are going to see a wave of listings in the next four weeks. If, if that doesn't happen, that still means people are nervous, in my opinion, right? Because that, that's an individual decision. We all know there's going to be people that think there's no problem. And then there's some people that are never going to leave home, but we're going to find out at least in residential real estate over the next four weeks, what percentage you're in, right? Cause if you're not leaving your house, you're not listing. It. And if you don't think there's a problem, you are listing it because again, interest rates are low 30 year money. The, the economy could just explode higher from here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a potential, you know, to, to definitely we got to get back, you know, to where we were. So, you know, as far as, you know, GDP, you know, and, and generating revenue, we're not there yet. No, you know, yeah. and then we're not even close. Um, even if you just opened everything today, you know, you're still, you, you're only hitting on about probably 40, 50% of where we were, mm-hmm. but the stock market is within 10% of where we were when we were firing on all cylinders 
yeah. extreme growth, GDP, everything. Yeah. We're only 10% off of that. Yeah. Very interesting dynamic there and mm -hmm. what the real end result of that is going to be. Because there, there's, you know, you got to get through earnings season because there isn't any. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, again, so the, the, stock, the stock market, what people need to understand is there's a lot of people with retirement in there. So it's great. Yeah. So most people that for sure. lost, you know, they're probably now, you know, up and, and within 20% of where they were. Even if the market comes back full, they're still going to be down 10, 15% because, you, you know, you got to come off the bottom, you know, to get up. So yeah. you have to rise 125, 130% from the bottom to get back to whole. So there's still some room to grow there for people. But what the Fed and the Treasury did, I mean, that, that's what the that's the result of the stock market because they're buying ETFs, they're buying, um, you know, debt, they're buying, you know, probably buying bonds, treasuries, who knows what they're buying, you know. Um, you know, they came in here and propped these companies up. So that's what they did. The Fed propped up, you know, public companies, the oil markets, you know, the ETFs, they propped up, you know, the public companies, they're propping up the debt, you know, so they kept it from unwinding and unloading kind of, kind of like the late action of 2009, 10, when they finally mm -hmm. got it together and figured out what they needed to do. So yeah, that's, that's what's true. propping that up. That's not growth. It's not earnings. It's just none of that. Uh, it's optimism that, what they all know is the Fed ain't going anywhere. Yeah. So as we continue to grow, if it stumbles a little bit, they're going to be right there to just pull, you know, shoot the cannon again. So yeah. the stock market is going to be fine. It's going to continue unless we get some real big, who knows, bad news issues, um, you know, until there's an unwinding and unloading of all of those assets that the Fed took on the balance sheet, yeah. which they still have going back to 2010. So I don't know how that unwinds. Yeah. And I don't know what the real result of, of that is other than inflation in you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, those types of things. Yeah. I think, again, I mean, this is, I mean, this is going to be recorded so people can throw darts at me in a month or two, but I think the stock market is going to be hitting all-time highs. The NASDAQ did today as of this recording at an all-time mm -hmm. high. The S&P is within two or 3%. The Dow is within eight or 9%. Uh, I think there'll be all-time highs this, this year, which is just so funny to say. I mean, it should because we're in an environment in the stock market like we were in 2007 and 8. The money is free. Yeah. The money is free. Investment banks, hedge funds, investment funds, the money is free that they're using, you know, in these companies mm -hmm. that they've been given, you know, with the Fed buying their debt, buying their stocks, you know, all, all of that. Um, it's free money. So yeah. as long as that gift is there, you're going to continue to rise, just like the housing market. The housing market is strong because interest rates are at all-time lows. Yeah. After rates up to 5%, what happens? Yeah. yeah, all bets are off. So the interesting thing is, what's going to be the real result and what's the inventory going to, you know, are people going to like, okay, let's put the house on the market because why were they moving in the first place? Were they moving because they had to take a job? And then are they, do they have to move now? Or is that going to be able to be a remote position? Or do they still have that job that they were going to move to? Yeah. So I'm wondering how the new office environment, virtual working environment, and some people leaving cities and some people not wanting to move to cities oh, yeah. because of everything that's happened. I wonder how that's going to affect people who were selling before. That would be an interesting thing to try to poll and figure out. You know? Yeah, I think there's no question. I still feel very good about one of my real estate beliefs, and that is city living, right? Living vertical is... Um, is not going to be popular for the next couple of years for sure, right? If not longer, right? Everybody remembers the last crisis. In this crisis, we learned space is good, uh, especially when you get that backed up by your employer saying you can live anywhere. So uh, we've already seen San Francisco rents down almost 10%. We've just saw LA over the weekend down 3%. New York was down eight or 9% as of a month ago. 
So those cities will be in pain. No question where there is where they have pain, the suburbia and then more friendly states are going to see an increase. There is just no question. California was already seeing a net migration out. It is just going to increase. Uh, there's yeah. no question. And, and the same with New York, I believe. So uh, that's going to be interesting. But again, where I was going with the stock market, as long as the stock market is hitting all-time highs, I feel really good about the macro residential market, right? There will be pockets that have price deflation. There are no questions. But in general, I, I, it feels funny to say, but prices could go up 5 to 10% in a year. Um, in real estate? In, in residential real estate. I still think mm -hmm. there's pain in commercial. I just saw a REIT, uh, I think it was CBL, talk about collecting for the second month in a row, sub 30%. It's a retail REIT. Uh, and now yeah. they put out a note over the weekend about continuing operations are in doubt. I think we're going to reach blow up uh, in office and in, in retail. But I think the pain is going to be pretty siloed in commercial, hospitality, retail, that mm -hmm. space. And I think residential, I don't, think the, I, don't, I don't see the huge wave of foreclosures and short sales. I think, mm -hmm. they, I think there'll be some, but there's not going to be, it won't be 08 all over again. Right. And the government, again, they, they, they stepped in in a big way. Oh, so huge. What, in fact. What helped a lot of that, right. What helped a lot of that was um, not the stimulus checks. Those are meaning, meaningless to most people. Yep. Even people in dire straits, that check was nothing. It's not yeah. going to do anything. Yeah. Um, what helped was the unemployment. Mm -hmm. So that's what kept it going, kept it alive. And that's how people were able to pay their rent and all that. They were getting that $600 bonus on top of the state from the federal government. And that continues till the end of July. So there's already talk now uh, of extending that, which, mm -hmm. which you know, there's some un unintended consequences there. You know, people not want to go back to work, but, you know, there's, there's plenty of jobs out there right now. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what the labor market looks like. I'll tell you, like back to the Outer Banks. So when I was down there the last couple of weeks, um, you know, you can't get, you know, foreign exchange students for uh for jobs down there to do the job so a lot of these resort areas that are summer vacation like disney um you know summer beaches and then in the winter it's the ski resorts they bring in foreign exchange students to for for work mm. you know to fill the job positions because you can't get enough people in this country mm. so it'll be interesting you know to see how how that works and you know what that looks like but everybody down there had signs up saying hey please excuse us we can't get you know the foreign exchange students this year. So we're going to be slower than usual, limited hours, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, huh. you know, there's always things going on, right. That, that that's hard to know the real effects, but uh, you know, I think as long as we get open, people get back to work, as long as they continue that stimulus, um, you know, or the unemployment, you know, part of the stimulus and that kind of thing, you know, that, that helps. And that's what's kind of helped prop everything up and keep it alive. Yeah. I don't think there's any question. And again, I think there will, I think there's no question we have a fourth stimulus. Uh, but I also don't believe we even talk about what it is until July. I think they're going to yeah. want to see if May, May numbers were a fluke. Uh, do we build on that in June? And if we do, we kind of tailor it. I, the, the one area that I think without question should be in it is, is help for hospitals. Uh, I, think we, mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of hospitals suffering that shouldn't be because of you know, what, what, what happened. And, and they all stepped up, or at least most of them stepped up. The ones I've seen stepped up. Um, so I think, I think there's oh, some... There's some help we need there. Yeah, there's a ton. Food banks. I mean, there's some, so all of this, there's still a lot of people hurting and are out of work. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even with where we're at, again, things are opening, the job numbers, you know, I'm not so sure somebody hit the wrong, you know, hit an extra yeah. zero you know, or something, <laughs> you know, 
uh, you just never know. It's a keyboard, right? They're keying that information in. It's people getting on the phone calling. So, you know, who knows if it gets revived? Um, you know, and then, you know, who got paid to give that report? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You go behind the scenes of Wall Street, you know, things happen, right? <laughs> hey, can you, you know, give us a good jobs number, man? I got to get rid of this stock. You know? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, no, I, you know, so it'll be interesting. And I hope those numbers are real and I hope it continues. But there's still a lot of, a lot of, a lot of issues to work through. So number one, what does it look like here in the next two to three weeks? You know, are we going to have a resurgence of, of, of things? Yeah. Um, hospitals definitely need help. Food banks definitely need help. Social services and resources. <clears throat> the schools. The schools need oh, help to schools. serve their students and serve their communities. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, you know, there's still a lot of schools, depending on how it goes, that may or may not reopen in the fall. College and, you know, other, other schools. So there, there's still a lot of help needed out there in the community. And then, of course, with everything that's going on with, you know, with the riots right now. And, you know, what's really encouraging to me is to see the unity around everybody all over the world not just this country oh yeah for sure all races all backgrounds all colors coming together um you know to to finally rise up once again about social injustice and inequality in this country and abuse of power at the the local level right Uh, and and abuse of power i'm talking about in the police force in the local government things like that it's not just the police it's at a lot of different levels Mm. that, that these things have been an issue so to see the world come together and rise up against this is awesome I mean, that's really cool, right? And, uh, and especially the way it's happening now, it's such huge numbers peacefully. That's, that's amazing. So we got to get through all these things yeah. to see what, you know, when we get to end of June, I think we're going to have a lot of answers. Yeah, again, I, uh, I've noticed just in my little bubble, which, is, um, which isn't all that big, right? Especially since I'm basically staying home the last three months. The average person just feels better. After this weekend, people were actually smiling, right? For the last month, I mean, people were like walking away from each other and, you know, being, giving everybody wide bursts when they walk their dogs. And yeah. it was just not, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It just didn't feel like us, right? It, it didn't feel like us. And um, this weekend was a good weekend and I hope it continues. Yeah. Um, yeah. In every way with the protest, with the virus. Well, the virus news is not good. They're still saying, Hey, yeah. You know, don't count your chickens and they're still, deaths are still, you know, racking up. Cases, yeah, you know. let's talk about that. So again, I, 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 so my wife, so let's just be very clear. My wife is, I'm staying home. I'm not going anywhere. So she's in that camp. I'm on the camp yeah. of, hey, do the right thing. Wear a mask. You know, don't go to us. You know, don't go to my Warriors games because there's 20,000 people there and everybody's touching everything. So that's where I am, right? So we're, we're like way apart from each other. So let's just talk about this. <laughs> I know cases are going to go up. And she talks to me all the time. Oh, my God, Santa Clara cases are up. They've doubled. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, great. They've gone from 100 to 250. But yeah. how many more people are we testing, right? I was railing on the California governor for not testing, right? You were testing 3,000 people in the most populous state. That sucks. Now you're testing yeah. 30,000 or whatever it is. I don't know what the number is, but that kind of ratio. Of course, positive answers are going to go up. I am worried about how many people are near death. That's the number that is apples to apples, right? It used right. to be how many people are going on ventilators. Now it's not even a lung disease. Now it's a blood disease. So maybe they're not even going on ventilators anymore. So that's the number I'm tracking. And so far, it's not noticeably higher, even in states like Georgia. Yeah, it's up a little, but I mean, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, 
I don't know. It's just, it feels like yeah. California got it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we'll see. So, you know, that, that's what we got to watch. Those are the numbers I watch too. I don't, I don't worry about cases. And you know, my wife's the same way. She's, she's, she understands and she understands the cases and the testing and all that, but yeah, she's not going to go out and get around, you know, these gatherings and this and that, not, you know, for any more reason than spreading it. You yeah. Know, she, she just doesn't want to spread something, you know, yeah. whereas I'm very careful. I mean, I didn't even wear a mask anywhere until I was required to. And then when I went to the beach last week, you know, they're not wearing masks inside of restaurants and stuff. So I didn't wear one, you know, yeah. but I'm not getting around people and in contact with people where I can give it to you. I still yeah. stay away. I still keep my distance. If I'm going down the sidewalk in my neighborhood and there's an elderly, you know, older person, yeah. I'll get out of their way and I'll of get course. to the street, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, but I'm not worried about it for me, right. you know, but I don't want to give it to somebody else if I've got it. I mean, no, that's, that's exactly where I am. And I think most people are there. I think most, yeah. most, again, it's very hard to say things like this. I'm sure I'll get a lot of hate comments from this, but I think most people aren't worried for them. They're worried about being that person that gives it to someone else that's at high risk. Yeah. And, um, you know, my wife is at high risk. So hence I need to act accordingly. It's okay. Yeah. That's just, that's something I have to do, but you know, it's. So my hope is it's, it's, you know, we we're reaching herd immunity. That's my hope. And that we've gotten yeah. past, you know, a lot of this, we're going to still see cases. We're still going to see all those things, but hopefully it's not like it was. And we don't there, no matter what happens, I don't think, unless you're just way out of control, I don't see them ever locking down. Oh, no, no chance. Um, like, yeah. Point no, zero, I mean, zero the protests are bad now. Woo! <laughs> you know what I mean? If you try that, look out. But, um, yeah. but I think uh, people will do it on their own. Businesses will do it on their own if yeah. it becomes a problem. So it'll be self enforced. Uh, so hopefully, we're just back and we're rolling and we're back to that 12 to 18 months to get back to 80% of where we were. It's still yeah. going to take, even if it was over today, yeah, done, you're still 12, 18 months to get back to about 80% of where we were because you've got the whole travel thing. You've got the whole, there's a lot of parts yeah. and pieces to the yeah. economy that, that needs yeah. to ramp back up. That just takes time. Even if you have, I mean, even if, even if bingo bango that we declared it over, there's still going to be 10 or 20% of our economy that goes, all right, I'm going to sit back and wait. We're, we're gonna. I'm. I'm gonna wait and see what else happens out there, right? So we're and not the big gonna. The thing hit, is the consumer. Yes, exactly. You know. Where I was going because it's all about the Go consumer. Ahead. Yeah, where I was going with this is if the thing that you should be asking yourself around this is when do we see 2019's GDP number, right? And again, we are a consumer-driven economy, 63 to 67 percent, depending on the report you see. We are not going to hit 2019 GDP in 2020. The question is, do we hit it in 21? or 22. That's yeah. where the debate is now. Um, I think we certainly hit it by 2022. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have that second wave, which, you know, some people say is possible, we could hit it in 21, uh, which would be amazing to think about. We are not hitting it in 2020, though. Well, and you got Q1 this year to look at, too. So, you know, Q1, uh, you know, is a great indicator as well to see how did that compare with Q4 of, of 2019. Um, and then kind of measure those numbers. But here's what I was going to say about the consumer. What's the real impact on the, on, on the, on the average consumer? Okay. There's a lot of people that burn through some savings. Oh yeah. A lot no of businesses, doubt. a lot of individuals, a lot of people that were really, and still are. So how long does it take them to get back to where they were spending like they were before? Cause that's what you need. And that's when I say 12 to 18 months, what I'm saying is you have to get the population back to a point, the consumer, cause we are a consumer based uh, economy. No doubt. Flat out. We don't make anything. We <laughs> consume. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, I mean, we made some stuff, but we are a consumption economy, right? So you got to get that average consumer back to where they're comfortable and confident that I can spend all of my income <laughs> like I was doing before. Yeah. What people have to do is they got to replace what they lost, replace what they went through, and then they'll start spending. So how long does it take to get back there? That's, that's what I'm looking at because people will do it because oh, yeah. they know this can happen again. And, you know, and especially if you start to get some sort of a resurgence, um, you know, that will, people will contract and tighten up a little bit. What you're seeing right now is cabin fever. Everybody's out. You got summer. Everybody's out. And in this country, the good news is they're not traveling abroad. They're traveling local. And a lot of people are doing staycations and they're not going anywhere, you know. So there's still a lot of people. A lot of beaches are still closed in the northeast part of the country. I don't know about out there. But when you go up to like Maine, you know, New York, you know, the, those, those regions, Cape Cod, those areas, those beaches are closed for a lot of them. Mm. Um, so they have not opened them. And even as far as into July, they still don't know if they're going to open them. Yeah. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about something that should be a topic for the next couple of months. Uh, if you're in the investing or especially in the real estate game, and that is inflation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the question, so I still believe that 2020 will be, you know, the year of deflation, right? We have a lot of supply of stuff and clothes and gas is cheaper and all of that stuff. So I think deflation is, is going to be the word for 2020, but I think inflation, you know, um, will be the talk of 2021 and 2022. And I'm just curious what you think. Yeah. So again, you know, supply and demand, right? Mm -hmm. So what's going to drive inflation on the consumer level? Okay. So let's talk about, you know, uh, what we will, consider inflation, meaning, you know, our goods and services yeah. going up that CPI. we consume on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing that right now in groceries, obviously, because of the supply chain. You know, we're seeing it a little bit in the construction still because it already was. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're seeing it in the areas that, that, that was already there. But again, the problem is, I don't feel like we're going to see any real inflation on the consumer level because the general consumer has not been given and been made whole yeah. like the financial markets have, okay, mm-hmm. and, you know, public companies and, you know, all, all the oil market, okay, we haven't been made whole, What you would have to, in order to have inflation, every single individual in this country that lost income, because of what's happened, would have to get that back 110%. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to see some inflation, because then everybody's off to the races, and they're just buying whatever, right, and then just, then you're rolling. That's how you get a V-shaped recovery. You know, you want a V-shaped recovery, replace everybody's income that they lost dollar for dollar over the last, you know, two and a half months and going forward. That's how you get inflation. Um, so we got to get the consumer back, the consumer spending uh, before we see any kind of real inflation. And again, what has been the real impact on that spending and what is their habit going to look like once we get through this? So, mm. you know, what the Fed and the Treasury has done is not affecting us at the consumer level. Your inflation is where it's at. It's in stocks. It's in equities. It's in oil markets. It's in yeah. gold. That's where the inflation is. That's where it's going. And that's where you got to be real careful. That has to unwind at some point. Yeah. Um, and the Fed's balance sheet has to unwind at some point. And even Mnuchin, you know, will tell you, and, you know, Powell will tell, tell you, they really don't know yeah. the real effect of all that QE. They just don't know. They don't know. Uh, right. And where we are as a nation and jet, debt to GDP and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, uh, but at the consumer level, it's pretty simple. Um, until you get people made whole again and confident spending money, you're not, you just can't have inflation other than things that just are restricted right now in terms of supply chain. Yeah. I think, again, it goes back to, um, I think we're going to have a K-shaped recovery, right? Because again, we went down really fast, right? The, the left side of the K, 
Uh, we are clearly seeing an uptick in asset inflation, which is where the Fed is, it can be involved. But there's a lot of folks, as, as you've correctly said, that aren't whole. And there will be a lot of people that are in pain and, and suffering, frankly, more after this than before, right? So that's, uh, you know, it just feels like there's going to be, unfortunately, winners and losers again, um, which doesn't feel good to say. Yeah, I'm looking for a Q-shaped recovery. Have you heard that philosophy yet? No, I haven't. Well, tell me about that. Not me either. I just made it up. <laughs> you I fell for your joke. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be really interesting. Again, I, I, uh, I just want to say as we wrap this up, this weekend is the first weekend in, I don't know, 12 weeks. I don't know, 10, 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. That just felt better. It felt yeah. better. And I'm so happy to feel better. So any closing yeah, I feel good on so many levels, yeah. you know, we're getting back open, people are getting back out, we're getting back to work. Um, you know, there's still support from the, from the, from the federal government. You know, the world is uniting around a cause that needs to be resolved, yes. right? It needs to be fixed once and for all. And the world is coming together to fix it. And right now, you know, if this virus is, you know, contained and nobody's talking about it, but there's gotta be, gotta be, still be getting closer to a vaccine and treatments and all that, yeah, figuring this thing out. Um, we can get that behind us, man. We're off to the races. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Greg, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for kicking us strong, strong on Mondays. I appreciate it, man. Yep. It was good to be here. Thanks, buddy.